So I've tried to record this episode so many fucking times. I'm exhausted. I wish you guys could see me right now. I think I've been at it since like 10 a.m., which is insane, but I think it just goes to show how heavy this is for me and how many emotions I really do need to talk to. This feels like therapy. It really does. Um, I'm a mess. I'm, I wish you could see me right now. I'm laying in my bed. I smell like an onion. I'm covered in sweat. There is toilet paper in my punani because I haven't had the chance to shower. I told myself I'd do that this afternoon, but alas, I've been here for like six hours. Um, my hair is a grease ball. I'm starving. You might hear my stomach rumble a few times throughout this episode. It's funny. My life, this is my life right now. It's also so hot in here because I can't turn the air conditioning on because the sound will ruin the audio. So that's me right now. Um, I also just keep deleting my attempted episodes because I feel like they're too chaotic or messy or I start crying and I stumble over my words and it's so imperfect. But like, that's my fucking life right now, guys. It's messy as hell. My life literally flipped five or six weeks ago. So I don't know why I'm trying to convince you otherwise. That's the whole point of this fucking podcast is to be messy. I want to be the person for you guys that isn't okay and that deals with hard shit. And that's literally why I created Weird Wednesday. And I think it's so funny that as humans, we try so hard to be perfect, yet we're all so, so imperfect and messy. And I don't know. I feel like with social media these days, you go on and you see the tip of the iceberg and it's like, you just see so many lives that seem perfect. And it seems like that's the new standard to like reach for is perfection. And so everyone's trying to get there and no one's happy. That's what it feels like to me. And I feel like it didn't used to feel that way. I feel like, I don't know. I used to remember people like being more honest and real and raw and like, struggling too and I feel so alone these days and I know I'm not thanks to you guys and all of your dms your thousands of dms saying you're right there with me but damn it's a toxic place out there um and yeah I feel the pressure too that's why I've literally tried to do this a hundred times because I feel like it needs to be scripted but that's not real life and also you know, I've always struggled with extreme perfectionism since I was a kid, but also always had like a super gross, dirty, weird, messy side. And it's been really hard for me to allow those two things to coexist and see them as like two things that can exist together. They've always felt like they're different Amy's versus like two parts of the same Amy, if that makes sense. And that's something that I would really love to address in therapy, which by the way, I called a therapist and coincidentally it was the same therapist that I saw in high school for a couple sessions. She popped up first when I was searching through my insurance and it felt like a sign. So I gave her a call and I'm talking to the insurance lady that works for her to see if it'll be a good fit and if I would be able to afford it. But I'm very proud of myself for making the call. It's funny because Going to therapy was my New Year's resolution. And when I first made the call, I was talking to a friend afterwards and I was like, I made the call to a therapist, but it took me eight months. I'm so pathetic or something like that. 
And she was like, Amy, that's like the exact self, the negative self-talk you need to stop doing. It shouldn't be, I made the call, but it should be, I made the call, period. Who, who the fuck cares if it's eight months later? I made the call. I did it. And, you know, I think baby steps are beautiful. And sometimes it's really hard to see them as that because they do, they feel, they, they feel like baby steps. They feel so small and they feel like, oh, well, how come I didn't take a bigger step? But baby steps are literally going to be what gets you through life. Don't forget that. If you try to accomplish everything at once, you're going to explode. And I think I've been trying to do that my whole life. I haven't been okay with baby steps or proud of my baby steps. So baby step therapist, I did it. I don't know. My voice is doing weird things where I feel like I have an accent right now. Did I just say therapist? I think so. I think it's because I'm so tired. I woke up super early this morning, spiraling, of course, because it's Tuesday. I don't know if you guys have that day of the week where you just, you know, it's like struggle city. But for me, it's Tuesday. And I think I know why. It's because Monday I wake up and I'm like, clean slate. This week is what I make it. I'm going to get shit done and accomplish my dreams. Tuesday I wake up and my dreams haven't been accomplished. So I spiral. Another like example of why I can't, you know, like appreciate the baby steps. So I spiral on Tuesdays because it's that day after Monday and before Wednesday where it's like, who the fuck what's everyone doing on a Tuesday? Nothing? I don't know. Seems pretty depressing to me. So yeah, Tuesday's that struggle city day for me. And then Wednesday's hump day, so it's fine. And then Thursday's Thursday, Thursday, and then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But yeah, I woke up this morning very early and I'm exhausted. I, you know, this actually feels like therapy to me, this conversation. It's different than talking to your friends and family, just talking out loud to no one or talking to a third party it's different um because it's you in your mind pretty much so yeah I'm struggling but I'm here I'm doing the episode on heartbreak and a quarter-life crisis I have been wanting to do this episode I haven't been able to I've tried to record it on like three or four separate days <clears throat> every time I just start crying and I think that just showed me I wasn't ready but I think I'm finally ready and after like this five or six hour period of me re-recording and re-recording this has been so good for me and I feel like now I have a level head and can like actually say words without choking on my own boogers and spit when crying so here we go we're gonna start with the breakup because that is what that's what happened first Tim and I broke up and you know it's crazy I just said Tim and I broke up without crying. <laughs> wins, small wins. Um, but yeah, I wasn't able to do that earlier today because I've been in denial about it, I feel like. I have felt like I let you guys down or disappointed you. And, you know, that's hard. Feeling like people were rooting for you and feeling like you failed them. And it's funny because I think the reason why I feel like I failed you guys is because, you know, you all thought the relationship was so healthy. I mean, Tim and I did too, but, you know, you only saw really the good parts. And I know that, like, I'm someone who is pretty honest about my relationship and life and the hardships of a relationship on social media. But that just goes to show how much shit you don't know ever. Um, but, yeah. I feel like I let you guys down and you never 
um, get involved in a relationship for it to end. So that's been a really hard, a tough pill for me to swallow. I like to believe I can make anything work out. So when this didn't work out, I kicked and screamed. I was like, well, what is so wrong with me that we couldn't make it work? You know, that whole self-sabotage sequence. And I think it's just been really hard for me to let go and come to terms with that and realize that, you know, a relationship ending might be something else beginning, you know, and you never know if you're going to cross paths with someone again. I'm also going to keep this a little bit, well, no, not a little bit, a lot of it surface level because I want to protect Tim's privacy. I still love him. I have so much respect for him. I care for him. I want the best for him. Um, and I don't believe in like really violating someone's privacy to that extent or like bashing someone on the internet or publicly because I've gone through a breakup that ended so toxically and with so much hate and ended with me blocking him and shitting on him and I can tell you from experience that gets you nowhere the only thing that'll get you is like recurring (laughs) nightmares of that person coming back into your life and trauma down the road so I'm choosing to handle this breakup with grace and I'm really proud of myself for doing that. Although it's definitely harder in the moment to get over someone and choose to still like respect and love and care for them. Um, it's going to be easier down the road. And I know that and not just from me. I know that from all the fucking conversations I've had with my friends and family over the past five or six weeks. So, um, but I will get into it a little bit. If you don't know about like when who Tim is or like when we dated, he was the boy downstairs at my old apartment building in South Boston when I lived with Megan. He lived on the first floor with his roommate. I lived on the top floor with Meg. And um, we. it was the middle of the pandemic. It was when COVID was at its peak. There was nothing to do but like really just hang out with each other. So we hung out as a group all the time. We became best friends very quickly. And we started dating in January of 2021. And we fell for each other really fast. And um, it felt like a relationship on steroids. We saw each other literally every day. I mean, he was a 10 second walk up the staircase to my apartment. That's how far it was. Um every day we saw each other, we, you know, I told him I loved him before we started dating. We talked about kids. We talked about marriage very early on. And, you know, we didn't go more than like two days without seeing each other for the entirety of our relationship. We decided to move in together after four months and we moved in together October of 2021. So it went really fast. And yeah, maybe that wasn't a good thing, but you know, not all relationship is perfect. Everything will have its pros and cons. And, um, we, so we signed an eight month lease. We moved into the South end together in Boston in October. And then our lease ended May 30th and we broke up a month later at the end of June. So that's the timeline. Um, again, I'm not going to go too far into it because, you know, out of privacy for both of us, honestly, but Here's the thing, we both entered that relationship and we didn't love ourselves in very different ways. Um, And I'm not going to get into those ways because it doesn't matter, but we didn't love ourselves. And I felt that when, I don't know if Tim felt that on his end, but I felt that when we got into the relationship and I kicked and screamed for a bit 
because I wasn't ready to love someone else or let someone else love me because I didn't love myself. And that's been really, really hard for me to come to terms with because I made so much progress before that relationship with loving myself. And I felt like I was getting there and I should have stood my ground. I should have been stronger and I should have said, you know what, I'm not ready yet. Down the road, yes, of course. But I wasn't strong enough. And I said yes. And we, you know, started dating and I was fucking pumped, guys. That's not to say I wasn't head over heels in love with him. I wasn't pumped, but I didn't love myself to the extent I needed to. I depended on Tim for too many things and I never focused completely on myself and like furthering my own success and my own confidence in that relationship. And obviously that's no one's fault, but you know, I think it's really important in a relationship to put yourself first. In any relationship in your life, you come first because you can't pour from an empty glass. And I think what ended up happening in kind of different ways were was Tim and I were trying to pour from empty glasses. And um, the other thing that was a problem was our communication styles and the fact that, you know, we had very, very different extremes of communicating I am someone who over communicates sometimes. I wear my heart in my sleeve and sometimes I say things I don't mean. I'm very emotional. Tim is the exact opposite. He represses a lot of his emotions or did throughout a relationship. He sweeps a lot of things under the rug to protect himself and other people. And he tends to put um, other people first in various aspects of his life in a relationship and not focus on himself. And that's what happened. That's what happened. End of the day, that's what happened. And you know what's hard is that like there wasn't like a re like this big thing that happened, like this scandal or this cheating or like abuse, whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't this big thing. It was a bunch of little things. It wasn't what someone did, it was what we didn't do for ourselves and for each other. We couldn't love each other the right way. Because we didn't love ourselves. And that built and that built and that built. And it came to a breaking point. And so at the end of June, I spoke up and I told him I wasn't happy. And, you know, that conversation ended in a breakup. And it's not like it was this clean, mature breakup. Um, I don't really believe, I don't really know what that means, mature relationship or mature breakup, because there's always going to be emotions involved. And, you know, people will say things they don't mean, whatever. But it was a lot. Um, and of course it hit me hard. It hit me fast as it does. I think most women and I panicked and I tried to take it back. And I, I tried to say, you know, I wish I didn't bring that up. Like, how can we make this work? Blah, blah, blah. And I tried to convince myself that it was okay. And that, you know, we should stay in that complacent relationship where neither of us was growing or bettering ourselves. And, you know, I panicked, I reached out and that was, you know, for the first few weeks, I, I texted him. I wanted to keep talking. I wanted to try to make it work because, you know, I felt like if it didn't, then I couldn't make anything work. You know what I mean? Like it felt like that was the only option. And I think that just goes to show how much I wasn't okay with being by myself, like how much I panicked. And I will always be so grateful that Tim stood his ground and was like, no, we need space. Because I think he saw, he finally saw how unhappy I was. I think how unhappy he was and how much we needed to be by ourselves and work on ourselves. And 
I truly believe now, <laughs> after seeing how things like progressed after that, that when you're in a relationship and you know, throughout that relationship, you don't grow and, and you end up sabotaging yourself and, and, you know, not doing things for yourself. You need to be by yourself and away from that person to refine your happiness before you can ever start talking to them again or be friends again. And I think, you know, I was kicking and screaming because Tim and I started as best friends. And when we started dating, I was like, please promise me this. We'll still be friends, even if we break up down the road. And, you know, that wasn't fair of me to ask, but it's like, I just believe the best in everyone and I'm such an empath, I feel like, to an extent that, like, I don't believe in, like, like, I never want someone to be cut out of my life. I always will want to know how they are and I'll always want to see them. So that was hard for me and I'm really glad Tim stood his ground, but those first few weeks, you know, I was reaching out and we kind of were in contact and he would respond to me, obviously, because he's not, he's not a douchebag. Um, but I think I was searching for answers that he wasn't going to be able to give me. And I was looking for the conversations to go a certain way and they didn't. And, you know, those first few weeks, they were hard and I was a, an absolute mess. Um, and I felt like my world was ending and I still feel like that some days, but those days don't happen as often. So I am here to tell you it gets better, um, but it takes time. And one of the things I didn't allow to be present after that breakup was time. I was looking for immediate answers. I wasn't allowing myself to sit with the decision I had made. I wasn't letting time pass and I've always been like that. And that's something, that's one of the reasons that I'm going to start therapy is because I've constantly jumped from one thing to another in my life. And I feel like I haven't been intentional with a lot of the things I do. A lot of the things I do are because I feel like, you know, I'm in this rush and I have to do the next thing and I have to do this thing and I have to get this done by then. And it's like, you know, sometimes time is the most important thing. And I think it, it is the most important thing in heartbreak. And I didn't give myself that. And so looking back on it, if you're going through something similar, that's one thing I will say, whether it be like a romantic breakup, a friendship breakup, a family fallout, give yourself time because you won't be able to process those emotions immediately. And, you know, if something's meant to be, it will be, I promise. Another thing that I've learned those first few weeks is how important my friends and family are to me. And um, if I can give you one piece of advice in this podcast episode, and this is something I continually talk about on my Instagram, it's please put the effort in to find those people in your life that will be there for you in your darkest moments, whether it's friends, whether it's family, Put that effort in because those are the people that will make your life worth living. And those are the people that are going to be there no matter what throughout your whole life before you can count on like a partner or an intimate relationship being there for you. Please put that effort in. It's a two-sided street. So like, it's okay. Please put the effort in. Make that call if there's someone you haven't reached out to. Like ask your friend to hang out and be vulnerable. Like, have those conversations with your friend that 
go beyond surface level because I promise you, your friends and your family will get you through the darkest days. And that kind of love is the kind of love that really does make life worth living in a completely different way that a romantic, intimate love does. Um, I can just, and this is going to make me emotional, but I can remember one day that my sister just let me cry on her shoulder for an hour as we watched the sunset on the Cape and I was a shell of myself. I was literally so hollow and she just let me sit there and cry on her shoulder. And I can never thank her enough for that or thank any of my friends or family members enough for being there for me. But something I'm also reminding myself of is that I deserve that love and if they're going through a hard time you know I'm gonna be the first one there for them kind of thing so hang on to those relationships um but yeah that's that's the breakup and you know I'm sure I'll talk a little bit more about it at some point I would love to go into more of these topics on the podcast this is kind of just like a brain dump episode because it's been five or six weeks of emotions and different things happening. So it's kind of all over the place, but yeah, so that was the breakup. Obviously I'm still dealing with it. There are some days I'm, I wake up and I miss him and it takes everything in me to not text him, but I'm getting stronger and I'm not texting him and I'm making progress. And I know that the healing process isn't linear. It comes in waves and I'm getting a lot better at sitting with or riding those waves um it's still really hard for me to recover from the low lows and those mornings like today where i wake up and it feels like everything's ending but i'm getting better um this brings us to a few weeks ago where the time where my quarter life crisis started and that's the other part of this that's been really heavy and it's going to be a lot I don't even know if I can explain this all the right way and that's why I said I'd love to do some more specific episodes about like some of these topics but basically I turned 26 a couple weeks ago and a couple weeks before I turned 26 I was applying for health insurance because you get kicked off your parents health insurance at 26 and I broke down in the middle of it. I was literally like probably filling out like my social security number and I just started crying and my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, this makes no sense. When did I turn 26? How, how did I get here? And why do I feel like so unstable in my life and my path? And at what point did I become an adult? <laughs> you know, one of those like moments where it just hits you and you feel like the weight of a million things crash down on you. And you know, that had to do with the relationship too, because I didn't do anything to grow in that relationship. I didn't further my career. I didn't feel like I worked on my purpose and found a routine and something that I could wake up every day and be passionate about. And I, I'm on that journey right now. You know, I took social media full time this year. The one thing or the couple things that I've always been sure of in my life are food and how much I love it and how much I want to open up my own cafe or restaurant one day. I can still remember in seventh grade drawing my restaurant logo in math class. That's the one thing I've been sure of um, is how much I love making good, pretty, nutritious food and the fact that I want to have my own restaurant. The other thing um, is, I guess, like, my creativity and the fact that I am a creative and will never be happy working a nine to five corporate job kind of vibe. Um, so those are the two things I've been hanging on to, but 
there have been so many other things piling up that it's been hard to hang on to those things. And the food thing doesn't bring me joy right now. And I think that's actually been the hardest part is losing that one main thing that you feel gives you purpose. For me, it's always been creating food recipes or easy meals and sharing those with people and making them pretty, that kind of thing. (laughs) And um, since the breakup, I haven't really had an appetite and I've had horrible digestive issues. I think that have been onset by like my horrible anxiety and all the stress I've been going through, but I've lost that passion. I don't want to say loss. It's just missing right now and I'm going to find it, but that's been really hard because it's also my career. And, you know, I took social media full time and now I'm kind of in that, at that point in my life where I'm like, I can't put all my energy into social media. And how long am I going to be on social media before I also like, you know, dip into other parts of my life? Like I'm applying or hoping to apply for like a waitressing or bartending job. I've reached out to a couple restaurants about helping them with their social media so I can finally dip into the actual restaurant scene and not just be on social media all the time. I just think it's so toxic. So I'm trying to like figure out what path I can take, you know, that still allows me to be creative and chase my dreams. And that's been really hard because, you know, I don't know. I don't have any money. That's another part of it. I can't just move back to Boston and I'm starting to resent the city a little bit too because number one, it reminds me of Tim and that relationship. And number two, it's just so fucking expensive, guys. And I have spent three years of my life spending all my money on rent in Boston and hardly saving anything. And I'm watching all these people buy homes and I'm spiraling and comparing. And I know that's not healthy because I know everyone, you know, someone could have just bought a home and be miserable. But it's hard. It's hard when you feel like you can't live the life you want to live because of finances. And I'm really proud of myself for always being a person who has put my happiness over money because there are certainly people in my life who haven't, and I would never want to be like them, if that makes sense. I'm never going to think that money is more important than happiness ever, but I am feeling that pressure as a 26-year-old to start saving. And I'm like, I mean, I'm living at home with my parents right now. I'm like, do I move to a city that's less expensive. I don't know what to do. I'm starting to just like really be angry at Boston and feel like, is that the city for me? And I think, you know, it's hard because with all of this quarter life crisis stuff and all of the unknown, it's like, you can either look at it with in two ways. You can be excited and confident in your direction and your ability to make anything happen, or you can spiral. And I think I'm kind of spiraling. And you know, that goes back to my self-confidence and another reason why I want to see a therapist, but it does just feel so dooming that like, I feel like people in their twenties these days can't afford to live the lives they want. I don't know. I don't even know, but yeah. So I'm just going through that. It's like, do I move back to Boston? Do I want to live alone? I was going to live with Megan, but I just, I can't afford to move back there right now. And, and it's, fuck guys, it's so hard. Uh, And I'm also doing this thing where I tie my success to living in the city and I feel like I can't do anything good at home. So I feel less motivated and I'm like, well, if I'm in the city, people will like me better. If I'm in a nicer apartment, people will like me better. And I feel like I've done that for so long and I feel like I'm 
attaching my success to so many external things rather than, or sorry, attributing it to so many external things rather than just like attributing it to me (laughs) and how amazing of a person I am. Again, something I need to work on and something that I recognize and like I'm super self-aware, but it's like what I was talking about earlier. It's the highs and the lows and it's those lows where I really self-sabotage. Um, so yeah, I'm working on it. It's hard. I'm trying to save up some money while I'm home. I don't know what my next steps are, but I do really think that, and, and my friend told me this last week and he, I just trust him. Everything he says, he is so smart and so level-headed and so wise beyond his years. But he told me that nothing that's meant for you will pass you by. And I keep repeating myself that I keep repeating that to myself nothing that's meant for you will pass you by because it's gotten me through some really dark times and it's, I don't know, it reminds me that nothing was a mistake. Everything that has happened in your life was meant to happen and everything that will happen that's meant for you will happen. And I think, you know, it's about shifting our mindset to expecting good things to happen and expecting things to work out for us. And so I'm working on that mindset shift, but that's something that, you know, my friends and family aren't going to be able to help me with. That's going to have to come from me and that's going to have to come from peeling back some layers and some childhood trauma in therapy. But, you know, just going through the motions, wondering, you know, what my purpose is, feeling like I've lost some of that purpose from this relationship or not relationship, but from the breakup and trying to refine that, trying to be okay with living at home for a little bit and saving money and trying to realize that I'm on my own path and no one else's path matters, but my own, you know what I mean? Like, why does it matter what X, Y, and Z are doing? Cause you don't know if they're truly happy and you only ever see the tip of the iceberg. I promise. So yeah. And everyone's situations are different too you know like you've experienced life in such a different way than someone else has so why does it even make sense that we're comparing ourselves to other people this is me to me by the way like because I was literally spiraling about this earlier and comparing myself to everyone I knew (laughs) but I don't know why we do it. it it's not healthy it makes no sense um yeah that's that's me right now guys this is me um, it's, it's, it's a mess and I'd love to dive more into some of these topics again. Um, but I feel like now I'm just getting tired and starting to tar talk in circles, talk in circles. So I'm probably going to end it. I want to say just a few things before I do. Number one, everything in your life is temporary. That is the most important thing that I've learned over the past five or six weeks. Nothing is permanent. So please don't allow yourself to identify with feelings or emotions or, you know, materialistic things or even people. You're you and your life is not a permanent thing and it's short and it's precious and you're lucky to be living with it. So try to put things into perspective a little bit. Know that emotions are going to come really fucking hard parts of your life are going to come, but then they're going to pass. They're fleeting and they're temporary. And, you know, that's something that gets, literally gets me through each day. I think I'm going to do a reel about that. I'm going to post a reel with that tomorrow, that audio, something about all things are temporary. Um, 
And the other thing I just wanted to say was thank you for being there. I mean, if you're listening right now, thank you. I, you guys don't go unseen. Your support means the world and all of the DMs and messages and stories have gotten me through this too. And you're the reason I show up every day. And I'm really grateful that you guys allow me to be myself through all of this. And, you know, I think, I, I don't know, you guys have given me some of my purpose back. And I can't thank you enough for the support, the words, the encouragement, everything. I love you so much. And I'm really happy I did this. It does feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest. Um, but again, I am here. Amy Wilkowski, 26 year old from Westboro, Massachusetts, living at home with her parents, having a quarter life crisis with no money post breakup, going through it. And I'm not okay. And I'm a mess. And I know that one day I won't be, and I'll look back on this and I will be so fucking grateful for it. Um, but yeah, I am here to be your mess today, and I hope that um, this episode helps you in some way, and I will talk to you guys next time.